before we get into today's pod, I wanted to let you know about my Love the Skin You're In Bodyweight Workout eBook. This is designed to be scalable, so it can be scaled for a beginner, but it's challenging enough even for the more advanced fit girl. It's a 30-day step-by-step workout plan that starts out with a challenge, so you have a gauge of how much progress you've made over the course of the program. If you're wanting to become that girl or tired of taking a day one pick every few weeks, head over to sweatandyoga.com forward slash bodyweight to grab the ebook and become that fit friend. I'll also leave it linked in the show notes for you. Welcome back to Sweat and Yoga's Love the Skin You're In podcast, where we sweat for a workout and yoga to feel something new. I'm your host, Sanjana Sonnenberg, workout ebook creator, lover of sweat and all the feels, sitcom junkie, hoop earring, and leggings as pants enthusiast, aka I'm your realistic health and fitness bestie. Basically, I'm here to guide you step by step to your fittest self and help you ditch that no pain, no gain we've grown up to believe is the way. Today's episode is all about whether or not you should be doing the 75 hard. Yep, should you be? 75 hard? Yes or no? Okay, as usual, let's start with the three things I'm grateful for this week. Um, Number one, I know I've used this one before, but our meal plan has been bomb. I feel like I no longer have to like make those extra decisions throughout the day. It's amazing. If you would be interested in seeing what a meal plan for us looks like, obviously I'm not going to give you measurements or anything like that, first of all, because I don't really do measurements, but if you're interested in seeing what like a week looks like, head over to sweatandyoga.com forward slash ask and write it in the question section and I will add it in one of my future emails if there's enough interest. Number two, every once in a while I get a little too lazy to do my hip mobility and my stretching and my hip does a little knock knock. Um... And not so much of a knock-knock in a good way. So lately, I've gone back to my hip mobility before doing squats and deadlifts. And it is just like thebomb.com. And then number three, uh, open-minded people. I kind of got in a little bit of a tussle with someone online last week. And it just made me appreciate the people who are willing to understand that we, we none of us know everything, right? Like there's new research, new shit coming out all the time. And we have to be open-minded and we have to understand and again like the thing that i preach personally we need to encourage people to understand what's going on within themselves and then finally something i'm working on um right now i'm working super hard on detoxing my body um as a result of getting the mandate that we talked about and that includes stress so lowering my stress levels by being like off of places like instagram and stuff like that letting that negative like not necessarily negativity but like the um passive aggressive posting and things like that not affect me as much because I'm not seeing it as much anyway this is just my usual reminder that I don't say these things to brag or tell you how great my life is but to remind you that the little things are worth being grateful for as well as those big things and maybe encourage you to pause the show right now like right now and write down three things you're grateful for Let's dive into today's question. What do you think about the 75 hard challenge going around? <sighs> All I can think about is that TikTok that's like, what do you think I'm going to say to you? No, that is correct. Goodbye. Um, not actually. I have a few different caveats about the 75 hard. I don't think it's, it's inherently evil or anything, but there's a few 
kinks and individualizations we need to take into consideration. But let's break it down. How I want to talk about it. The first part, I want to talk about like stress in general. I mean, I I talk about this enough. I feel like I need to do a full podcast on it, but I'm going to like summarize stress as is on the body. Uh, And the second part, I want to break down what the 75 heart is um, and why the 75 heart is a little much for most people, but not everyone. Um, And lastly, I want in the last part, I want to talk about who can actually do it and what like some alternatives are for you. Okay, so let's get into the first part. Alright, so let's talk about what I call the stress gap. I talked about this on my Insta a while back, but I personally look at everything as either adding or reducing stress on the body. And yes, some things can do both. I use the example of a cup and all the things that reduce stress on the body are like little holes around the bottom of the cup and all the things that add stress are the liquid poured into the cup. So basically we want to keep that liquid from overflowing. We want all of the stress to come out of the little holes in the bottom. Um, So everything we do, come in contact with, experience, etc. is either adding or removing stress. What do I mean by that? Um, Well, let's look at a typical day in like one of our lives. So oftentimes we have a rough sleep. So a sleep is like the ultimate emptier because nothing else should be uh, impacting your stress. Not necessarily true. I mean, we've got the blue lights, we've got the blinking lights, we've got the street lights, we've got the like noises that are all around. Um, We've got maybe we had caffeine too close to bedtime, whatever, right? So there's like our hormones are being affected, the stress on our body. But in a perfect world, you would have like the ultimate sleep where it was like blackout, completely silent. Your body like has enough fuel to get through the night, but it's not overstimulated. Anyway, but. A lot of us don't get that perfect sleep. We have the rough sleep. We don't empty our stress cup fully and we get up and then we look at our phones. That immediately is adding stress on our bodies, like the blue light, the stimulating content. And that's not even talking about like if somebody left you a negative comment or comparison or imposter syndrome or whatever, right? It's literally just from the, we're just talking blue light and the overload of content. Then so many of us go and drink like the amount of what I eat in a day as I've seen on TikToks lately that start with a black coffee. Girl, girl, that is stress on the body. Caffeine needs to be slowed down with a fat, a protein, and a carb. Um, but then you can flip it on the flip side. So this is what I'm talking about where some things can be stressful and good on the body at the same time. You can flip it on the other side. If you have like a hearty breakfast, you've got eggs, toast, fruit, etc., And then you have a coffee. This is slowed down enough so it's like releasing a mild stimulant so it's like a mild stressor on the body for most people obviously there's people that metabolize caffeine differently and then that's going to put you in a different category but i'm talking generalization right then we go work out similar to the coffee it's a stress on the body but as long as your stress cup isn't full it can be good for you and it can actually like increase those holes that are dripping out the water out the bottom over time right it can make you be able to handle better stress over time but in the short run it is a stress so it is adding more liquid right then we rush to our job potentially underfed and in a hurry or eating on the run the foods the food is good because it's getting like our system out of starvation mode but once again how you eat the food whether or not you actually process it what's in the food like is it chemicals and pesticides or like things you can't even pronounce etc 
then we get to work there's a million deadlines lack of fuel to get them done we add more black coffee because like coffee 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 or the donuts at the counter to get like the spike to get the things done then we worry about getting fired or whatever happened in our last client or deadline or whatever we don't have time to eat regularly so our body goes into stress and starvation like the list goes on we rush home in a hurry and in rush hour traffic to like stress out about what we're gonna have for dinner we watch tv while we eat so we don't focus on chewing our food properly we distract so it doesn't get broken down so our bodies have to do more work to digest like you you understand what i'm saying it's like stress on stress on stress on stress we're also maybe doing some things to like remove the stress so like I mentioned eating like eating really healthy and if you take the time to actually chew your food it can actually be extremely helpful and extremely fueling uh, sleeping or maybe you do some meditation or some like slow movement intentional walking or yoga or whatever see how when you look at everything as stress on the body you start to see all the little stimuli as stress and this is not to say that stress is bad Without stress, there's no growth, and obviously we don't want that, right? But choosing the stress on our bodies intentionally, especially when our bodies start to send us signals, right? Our bodies are always sending us signals. There's a reason that you burn out every couple weeks. There's a reason that you feel bloated. There's a reason that, like, there's your body's just sending you these signals to try and tell you. We always want that cup to have some room at the top. We want the liquid to drain out of the little holes in the bottom, not overflow. Because when it overflows, it's like the too late situation, right? You're already burnt out. You need two weeks to recover and you need your body to just to feel back like semi-normal, never mind optimal, right? I've talked a bit about this and keep saying I'm going to do an episode on it, but sometimes something like sleep that is completely stimulus-free, like I said it in the beginning, um, like free of blue light and other stimuli like limited to like next to no tv for the few hours and like blue light beforehand like so much increases the chance of that resetting that cup to close to empty that you can handle more stress throughout the day because honestly there's sneaky stress in places we don't think about something as small as the glues and dyes used in our furniture right that are um what's i forget what the word is like there's like a specific word of it it's like burn off or off setting or i forget but it's like specifically due to like brand new furniture for the first couple years that it's in our body like that in and of itself it's stress right being outside where um and like inhaling gas fumes that is stress so we want that cup we want to be able to try and get that cup back to zero as close to zero as possible so that we can fill it throughout the day and as we fill it every time it doesn't overflow it makes us slightly more resilient right but we still have to watch the overflow right we we just need to we just need to be mindful it's i always talk about that being the biggest factor that um you can do all the things to get healthy but if you don't actually if you aren't mindful of where your stress is coming from it can overload you All right, before we get into the 75 hard and why it might be a bit much, I want to let you know about my free fitness library. There's a few free weeks of workouts and some checklists, a few clickable yoga programs and more. To grab the link and password to the library, head to sweatandyoga.com forward slash free dash resources. I'll also have it linked in the show notes, so make sure you check it out there. So 
now that we talked about stress on the body, what is this 75 hard I keep hearing about? Uh, I believe it started by a beach body trainer. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I, on my feed, I saw a lot of beach body people do it. So I sort of just assumed it was, I could be wrong. Um, I have a whole lot to say on beach body too, but I will leave that for another podcast. Um, and it's made in the guise of getting people to be healthier. Personally, I'm going to say it's more of a push for control, potentially even pushing towards orthorexia, a way to control your body and life. But hey, who's to say? I don't make the rules on this. So what are the rules of the 75 hard? It is to follow a diet of your choice. Um, but in my one of the issues is that like, it's very strict. So uh, you break any of these and eh, back to day one, and then you have to make it up to 75 again. So, um, so number one, follow the diet of your choice. Number two, work out at least twice a day for at least 45 minutes. Number three, drink four liters of water per day. Number four, read 10 pages of nonfiction a day. Number five, take a five minute cold shower. Number six, take progress photos every day. And number seven, perform other unrelated tasks like random acts of kindness or talk to someone in person daily. Okay, so these all seem not to be too bad, right? What's the issue? Well, um, first of all, if you've been here a while, you know that I'm a champion for starting the thing small. It's a lot less sexy, but you know, and this is just a lot to put on your plate, especially if you've been out of the quote unquote groove of health. And most people will feel like a failure the first day they don't do one of these because you're supposed to reset to day one and like you could just never finish it. Honestly, like say you get to day 20 or whatever and shit hits the fan and then yeah, day one again. So anyway, let's talk about following a diet. Like I said before, resetting every time you fail on your diet, um, this will just be discouraging. Allowing yourself like a little bit of grace in your diet and lifestyle is how you can make it successful. Unless you actually have a specific goal for that diet and you understand why you are doing what you're doing. So um, I talk about like the autoimmune paleo diet or you know there's people that do keto or whatever it is there is specific reasons to do these diets or like if it fits your macros or whatever cutting calories like whatever there is specific reasons to do these things but you have to understand why and you have to connect into how you feel and why you need these things and then um you can be successful the only people i've ever seen do like a super hard overhaul and be successful to be honest are people that are like it's like a like they have to make a change, right? They are, it's like either surgery or make a change. It's either like death in six months or make a change like that. I know that seems extreme, but those are the only people that I, because it's, you're fighting like for your life and that's why you do it. Whereas like, if it's not going to kill you to eat an ice cream every once in a while or whatever, if it's just going to like break out your skin a little bit, most people are like, ah, why not? And then when you break it, if you don't have like a reason behind why you're doing it, you just feel like a failure. Anyway, Second, working out two times a day. Uh, I know some of the rules, I, I read like a couple different things on it just to like get an, uh, whatever of the rules. Some of the rules I read said one of them had to be outside. So maybe like a walk or something would count, which is better. But still, that is way too much in a society that is already way too stressed. And you have to remember most of the time the workout, 45 minute workout is not just a 45 minute workout. You still have to get like shower and do all the things around it. 
Sure, if you're a student and you have a few weeks off uh, or you own your own business and can choose to rest uh, like the rest of your stressors, like you can choose not to do a launch for 75 days or you can choose to uh, batch create or pass things off to um, your team, etc., then by all means, right? Different different strokes for different folks. But for the rest of the world where you have like a regular job or you're a stay-at-home mom or whatever it is and you have like stressors you cannot control... It's just too hard. It's too damn hard. Uh, drink four liters of water. Huh? I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with this one. Yes, a lot of us are bogged down with toxins, which is where this whole like drink more water things comes from. And um, we also eat like and drink things that dehydrate us. <sighs> but this obsession we have as a society with a one-size-fits-all, like everybody drink more water, kind of drives me crazy. You know what else drinking a ton of water does? It depletes your minerals. So if you're thirsty and or you haven't aren't doing it because you have been exposed to a large amount, like if you aren't thirsty, sorry, and you aren't doing it because you've been exposed to a large amount of toxins, uh, arguably if you have been exposed to a large amount of toxins, your body will be thirsty. So um, then no, I don't think you need to force yourself like chug down four liters of water every day. Um, I would say more importantly, eat hydrating like fruits and vegetables. That'll get you more of that liquid into your system and it'll actually stick. The reading 10 pages of nonfiction, while I think it's great to um, educate yourself, to expand your mind, do all those things, I don't care for the fact that, first of all, audiobooks don't count. And additionally, I feel like many of us are stuck in like the learning phase rather than the implementing phase. Personally, I'd rather someone pick a small habit that takes like less than a minute, like something they learned from one of these books, um, and then implement it for 75 days instead, right? And create a habit around it. Cold showers. Again, um, I go to the stress argument. This is stress on the body and it's great if you can handle it, if your cup still has some room at the top because it will make you more resilient in the long run. But if you're already stressed out, your body's going to have a hard time and have to expend like a lot of energy to bring itself back to the temperature it needs to be at because we want to be warm. Our bodies want to be warm, right? And then the last two are just sort of easy peasy. Like, although I would say I've lately seen a ton of people addicted to their progress photos online. uh, So maybe not the greatest thing for mental health but I'm not really sure it sort of will depend on the person so those are kind of like up for debate and up for grabs but the rest of it like again very much it depends on situations it's just it's very hard to make a one-size-fits-all statement Okay, now let's talk about who can do this challenge. I sort of touched on this earlier, but I just, if you are someone who has a ton of control over the stressors in your life, like you have no kids, or you have a ton of help with your kids, or your job revolves around fitness, or you have a large team you can hand things off to, this can definitely be a great challenge for you to up level. Um, Additionally, and I would say actually primarily, if you're someone who already has some of these habits as second nature like I'm talking if you already made a 45 minute movement practice a habit to the point that like you get up in the morning you do your like you drink your coffee and immediately after you do your movement whatever like you've created those triggers and it's to the point that it it feels like if you don't do it it's like you didn't brush your teeth like you feel you can feel that grime you're like wait a minute something feels off 
Um, same thing with like reading or whatever, whatever, one of those habits, one or more of those habits, if you already have like it down to like a science where your body craves it, your body wants it, same thing with like following a specific diet or whatever, then adding in a few of these extra little habits to up level might just be what you need. It might be amazing for you. Remember, the goal is to stretch ourselves, but the bigger goal is to know if we're stretching too far, if that cup is overflowing. If on the other hand, you are on and off with your fitness and health journey, you're a mom of two and you, your sleep habits are junk and like, you know, you, you eat whenever you can, you don't have like set time, whatever, like you're just sort of scrounging for scraps as you, like your kids are eating and doing things, etc. No, you do not want to be doing these things. It's adding unnecessary stress to your body. Like friend, you do not need to do that. Pick one thing and make it a habit instead and make it second nature, like I said before, to the point that it feels like you're not brushing your teeth if you don't do it because then it's no longer really a stressor. It's like a significantly smaller stressor on your body. Even if you're lifting heavy or whatever it is, it's still a smaller stressor than if you have to actually use a ton of willpower to get yourself there. Additionally, I've seen a lot of TikToks um, recently which is like the 75 soft challenge going around and i think this is like so much more suitable for the average person the person who's like job in life isn't fitness type thing uh like someone who maybe already works out a bit but is still not ready for like the all the other things so let me tell you the rules of the 75 soft from what i gathered is to choose food that fuels your body properly 90 percent of the time and like only drink and stuff on social occasions Number two, work out four times a week for at least a half an hour. Again, this is very reasonable for the average person. Number three, take a picture on day one and 35 so you don't have to like set time. Um, I think in the 75 hard, like they are intense enough that if you miss taking a progress picture, that it, you're back to day one. So like things like that. It's This is just two pictures. You're done and done. Number four, drink your half your body weight in ounces of water per day. Again, I don't like putting numbers on water, but that's up to you. I would actually change this personally to like eat X amount of fruits and veggies a day or whatever, because that, that will be part of your hydration. Um, number five, prayer meditate five plus minutes a day. Number six, and again, that that's something that's going to be um, pouring out of the bottom of the cup, right? Like it's coming through those holes. It's reducing that stress. And number Six, read or listen to 10, pers 10 minutes of personal development a day. Again, significantly more doable because you could be cleaning, you could be doing things while you, like all those other things that are stressful and affecting your life, you can be still be doing them while you're listening to 10 minutes of personal development. These seem a lot more approachable and reasonable for most people and will lead to more like long lasting changes for the average human. So I strongly encourage these instead, especially if you're just beginning. And if you're a total beginner, do not forget about my eight-week absolute beginner ebook. This is designed for the total beginner. I'm talking if you get winded going up the stairs or the idea of a 20-minute hit seems impossible for you, I got you. It's an eight-week program that starts with just five minutes of steady movement and sustainably builds you to 20 minutes of steady movement. Psst. It also has a ton of form tips so you can avoid making, like you can avoid injuring yourself and having to start back at day one. 
Anyways, if you are wanting to become that girl or tired of taking a day one pick every few weeks, head over to sweatandyoga.com forward slash beginner to grab the ebook and become that fit friend. I'll also have it linked in the show notes, so no stress, just head over there. All right, friends, so we have come to the end of this little chat of if you should do the 75 hard. I know my answer of like, it depends, can get annoying, but as I always say, my job is to help you connect into your body and start to understand why your body is sending you the signals. And in this case, the signal of you quitting your lifestyle every two weeks and vegging out on the couch is your body telling you you are burnt out, girl. Um, Or... You know, if you've got too much excess energy, maybe you need to burn off a little. So let's be smart about our health and fitness so it can be sustainable, not like a medal for, yay, I finished this overly ambitious challenge and now I'm going to be on the couch for forever. Anyway, thank you for joining me here today, friend. I hope you got some useful takeaways here. All the links I talked about will definitely be in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe so you know as soon as new episodes are up and share this episode with a friend if you think it'll benefit them so we can all get healthy in a realistic way and love the skin we're in. I'd also love for you to take a moment and tell me what you'd like to see more of in the show by either filling out the Ask Google form in the show notes or writing a review. All right, catch you next time, friend.